Hello and welcome back to Simple Social Sciences. Today we have another Simple Psychology session and we're looking at the biological approach. By the end of this session you should be able to do the following. 1. Explain genetic and evolutionary explanations for behaviour and 2. Explain strengths and weaknesses of the biological approach. Let's not waste any more time and let's begin. Okay, so according to the biological approach, all behaviour can be explained by biological interactions within the body. There are two main biological explanations. The first are genetic explanations, and these focus on the idea that behaviour is determined by the genes we inherit. And the next one are neural explanations, which focus on the idea that behaviour is determined by the brain and the nervous system. So biological psychologists study whether behavioural characteristics are inherited in the same way that physical characteristics are. Twin studies are used to determine the likelihood that certain traits have a genetic basis, and they do this by comparing concordance rates between pairs of twins. Concordance rates are basically the percentage of twins or any other blood relative who exhibit a particular trait or disorder. Let's take an example of schizophrenia. So research has shown identical twins who share 100% of their genes have higher concordance rates for schizophrenia than non-identical twins who share 50% of genes like any other sibling. This would suggest a genetic basis because the greater the genetic similarity, the more likely it is for both twins to develop schizophrenia. However, although identical twins share 100% of their genes, concordance rates for anything is never 100%. And this can be explained by genotypes and phenotypes. So the genotype is the actual genetic coding that's written in the DNA of individual cells. And this is the collection of the inherited genetic material passed from generation to generation. Phenotype, on the other hand, is the physical observable characteristics that result from this inherited information. And this can be determined by both genes and the interaction with the environment. Other factors such as the environment can alter how genotype is expressed in each twin, which explains why there is never a 100% concordance rate. Other than genetic and neural explanations, which you're going to find pop up a lot more in your studies, we also have evolutionary explanations, which are also a biological explanation. One of these evolutionary explanations uses the idea of natural selection to explain behaviour. So Charles Darwin argued that over time, organisms become adapted to their environment through biological evolution. The mechanism behind this evolution is natural selection. The main principle of this theory is that any genetically determined behaviour that enhances an individual's survival will continue in future generations. So they're naturally selected. Nobody decides. It's all based on what determines or enhances an individual's survival. Psychologists are not interested in the evolution of animals. What we're interested in is the evolution of human behaviour. The preparedness theory argues that phobias are the result of our evolutionary past. So as a species, we are more ready to develop phobias of objects, events or situations that would have been a threat to the survival of our ancestors, such as animals that carry venom, like snakes and spiders, or natural situations such as heights water or the dark um, that would have placed our ancestors at risk. Research has shown that fears of the creatures and situations that we've described are more easily induced within the lab than any other evolutionary neutral objects. So that was an example of how certain behaviours 
such as phobias, can be explained using the evolutionary explanation, which, as we've said, is a biological explanation. Okay, so one of the strengths of the biological explanation is that they have used scientific methods to carry out investigations to look at the biological basis of behaviour. For example, scanning techniques such as fMRIs and EEGs, family and twin studies and drug trials are all scientific examples of study. With advances in technology, it has become possible to accurately measure these biological processes in an objective manner. This increases the validity of the approach to explain human behaviour. However, a problem with the biological approach is that it is deterministic. This is because it sees human behaviour governed by internal biological causes over which we have no control over. This is a problem because of the implications for legal systems and wider society. For example, if research suggests there is a genetic basis for criminal behaviour, this can lead to issues such as genetic screening of the population to identify genetic susceptibility and subsequent discrimination against those with a predisposition to this. Therefore, extreme caution should be taken when using the biological approach to explain behaviour. Another problem with the biological approach is that it is reductionist. This is because it reduces complex behaviour down to simplistic explanations such as the action of genes. This is a problem because we cannot fully understand a behaviour without taking into account cognitive and other environmental factors which all have an influence on behaviour. Therefore, the biological approach offers an incomplete explanation reducing its credibility to explain human behaviour. On the other hand, taking a reductionist approach to explain behaviour is also a good thing. This allows researchers to have a clear focus on a single aspect and therefore provide clear predictions about behaviour. So one example is the role of neurotransmitters in OCD. Research into the role of neurotransmitters in OCD has led to the development of effective drug treatments targeting the neurotransmitters involved. This increases the external validity of the research and demonstrates the value of adopting a biological approach to study human behaviour. Okay, that's it. We're done. You should now be able to explain genetic and evolutionary explanations for behaviour and explain the strengths and weaknesses of the biological approach. If this video was useful for you, don't forget to give it a thumbs up if you are watching. If you are listening on any of the podcasts, don't forget to follow so you don't miss out on any future posts. I'll see you next time.